Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Here you go, Matt. Here you go, Danny. Afternoons on the score. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third time in four years, Lamar Hunt Trophy, the trophy named after this franchise's founder, is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. Joining us now ahead of Chiefs and Eagles. It did not feel right if we didn't go talk to one of my best friends and old co-host and partner Back at 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, he is an endorser of Shane Reardon's Pat Mahomes impression. He talks to Pat Mahomes every week. He is Carrington Harrison. Good afternoon, CDOT. Danny, I just want to point out that the moment you left, the Chiefs became a dynasty, and the Bears got the number one overall pick. You are a curse. You are a hex. I hope that Speaks knows this. I hope Tanny knows this. I hope Shane knows this. Their career is going nowhere as long as it's attached to you. Yeah, we're all very well aware. We enjoy him still somehow, and I don't exactly know why, but he's uh, he's dragging us to the middle. You know what I mean? And uh, and we're all going to be okay with that. Carrington. I actually think I know what it is. I think it's because you're such a good singer that you want to be around other people who can't <laughs> sing. So whenever you do those parody songs and then yeah. Danny starts to croon uh-huh. and hum like he's like he's Kid Cudi or something, yeah. it yeah. makes you sound like Frank Sinatra. That, that's what that, it is. That's exactly right. We we mitigate each other's weaknesses. You know how this thing is supposed to work. The way Danny said it in the intro is exactly right, by the way, Carrington. We're sitting around in the pre-show meeting like, we can't go through the week without talking to Carrington. <laughs> yeah, we got to have so him on. That's the space you have in our heads. And then this is how you start, uh, <laughs> frankly. He and, pushes and, back. And, and by the way, because uh, you know I monitor these things, Carrington, congratulations on being ninth uh, in the Barrett Sports Media Afternoon Show rankings. Uh, we're fifth over here, buddy. Major market. So dra- you, you lost me. I, I drag you all the way to the top there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if you had been here, maybe we'd have came in the top five. You know what I mean? I lost my way. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Happened. I lost my way. So I, th- this is kind of like the Lakers 
after they lost Shaq, you know, Shaq goes off to win that ring, and then Kobe missed the playoffs for those couple of years. That's what I'm that's saying. That's basically what's happening with me. All yeah. right, so you just need Pau Gasol to show up, and, and, and you can 100%. win again. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, I left, and you just got to cover a great team. So uh, we talked about it when I was on your show. This matchup is fascinating. I thought you put it well uh, that the Chiefs haven't seen – a the, the Eagles haven't seen a pass offense like the Chiefs and the Chiefs defense hasn't seen a rush offense like Philly all year. Who do you think is more equipped to deal with the other team's super strength? I mean, I think the answer is probably Philadelphia in that way. I mean, they have four defensive linemen. They got double-digit sacks this year. They were top three in turnover differential, so they've got two great corners in Slay and Bradbury. I would say the Eagles are probably more equipped out of the two to stop Kansas City than vice versa, but a lot of my confidence in this is is in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid coming off a bye and having two weeks to prepare for Philadelphia and the Chiefs having the best player in the world on their team. So, Carrington, we were talking about the the video compilation of all of Pat Mahomes' incompletions in the Super Bowl against the Bucks when he had no tackles at all uh, on the offensive line, and he's just running for his life. This Eagles pass rush is like nothing we've seen in a while. You mentioned the four guys with double digits, and they go like seven or eight deep. How much better equipped is this Chiefs offensive line right now than it was last time Pat was here? I'm not even sure if they had an NFL offensive line in the last Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. I mean, a significant upgraded left tackle with Orlando Brown. Andrew Wiley is certainly not the best right tackle in the league, but he is worlds better than Mike Rimmers. I mean, the last time a defensive player won Super Bowl MVP, it was Von Miller. He won it because Mike Rimmers was playing right tackle for the (laughs) Carolina Panthers. I mean, this is a significant upgrade on the offensive line. I mean, it is something to worry about. I understand why the conversation is about quarterbacks, and there's a lot of storylines. I think this game is really defined by the trenches. I think it's defined by how good you believe – Philadelphia's offensive line is how good you believe their defensive line is and how can Kansas City balance those two things out. Carrington Harrison from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City is our guest. How healthy are the Chiefs? That's a good question. I mean, they're as healthy as you can be, you know, given the fact that this is, what, week 20, week 21 of the NFL season. It's funny because heading into the AFC championship game, there was obviously a lot of worry, a lot of concern about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. That just hasn't really been a talking point this week. There's a certain calmness in Kansas City this week. I think it it did the city of wonders, the fact that Mahomes played so well in the AFC championship game and looked good for the most part. It's impossible to be healthy given the injury that he has just a couple of weeks later, but he was certainly more mobile and agile than I think a lot of people had anticipated. Juju Smith-Schuster is expected to play in this one. Sneed is off the concussion protocol. Kadarius Toney is back. So the Chiefs are as healthy as you can expect to be heading into a game this late in the season. Carrington, if Andy Reid made the shocking decision to stop coaching after winning this Super Bowl and the Chiefs wanted continuity, are they really giving that job to Matt Nagy? Like, who who else? Is there anybody else there? Or is Matt Nagy destined in some ways to have a shot? Why are you guys letting Danny put this into the atmosphere? Andy (laughs) Reid is going to be the coach. Danny Parkins is the only person in the entire country that is talking about this. He is the only person spreading these lies and propaganda about Andy Reid. Matt Nagy is not going to be the coach next year. You know what? It's actually more likely that Eric Bieniemy is is the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals next year than than Matt Nagy is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, Eric might be. I mean, nobody wants 
was to coach Kyler, Sean Payton had to come out today and say, I do not hate Kyler Murray. <laughs> that, that was his statement today because nobody wants to go there. You guys love Matt I mean, Nagy, though. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes loves him. I'm not saying it's going to – listen, I, I, don't, I want Andy Reid to coach for another five-plus years. You, you know I'm a big fan, but no one else is going to hire Nagy, so he's the, he's the heir apparent. No, somebody will eventually hire Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy was not terrible as the coach of the Bears. He maybe wasn't as good as you whoa, wanted whoa, him to whoa, be. Whoa, but... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Carrington, Carrington, stop. Good start. They had a winning record. Yeah, he, he's got one speed. He's got one speed. He's got one system. He's got one idea. He doesn't really zig. He, do, he, he can zag, but not zig. I, or maybe he can oh, zag, I but think, not zig. I think he can zig, but has but never zig, shown the ability, ability to zag. That's yeah, what it is. He I, I think so. Zag. So, yeah, no, he was, he, he was brutal. You got to do more. You see all these teams being malleable with the offense and, and shifting based on talent. He's got no skill set there at all. I mean, Speaks. Josh McDaniels got another head coaching job in the National <laughs> Football League. Like, that is true. Do you know how bad you got to be to get fired in the middle of year two? Josh McDaniels <laughs> got fired in the middle of his second season. And then three <sighs> years later was the hot it offensive candidate in the National Football League. So, yes, Matt Nagy will be a head coach again in the National Football League. I'm not sure when that time is going to be, but he will eventually be a head coach. He's just not going to be the head coach next year whenever the Chiefs put up the, put up a banner for winning the Super Bowl like Danny has. Danny has told this on his podcast. Stop He's it. asked me this question. He is not leaving next year. I don't know why you guys are letting Danny talk about this. All right, all right, all right. What's an angle in the Super Bowl, Carrington, that the, the, the mainstream media is not discussing, but you, because you're so close to the situation uh, in Kansas City, wow us with your intellect about something for this game. I think it's Frank Clark. I think that Frank Clark is the X factor in the game. You remember this, Danny. Do you remember Kansas had this player, Travis Relaford? And, and whenever he scored double digits, Kansas won like 98% of their games. Yeah. That's basically how Frank Clark is. I mean, Frank Clark, I thought, helped win both of their playoff games. He basically ended a series against Jacksonville. He did the same thing against Cincinnati. The Chiefs have been the best version of themselves the last four years whenever Frank Clark is playing really well, and I thought he played as well as he's played in a Chiefs uniform against the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he a player that is nationally being talked about for having an impact on the game? If that's the case, I think Kansas City wins against Philadelphia. If he is a non-factor, if you do not notice him, if you do not hear his name called, that is not a game I think Kansas City wins. Well, that makes all the sense in the world because everything's about Chris Jones and justifiably so, but we know how top-heavy the roster is in terms of salary cap. I, I mean, it, it, Clark has to step up. Who else on that defense has stepped up over the course of the year with plays of consequence? I mean, I mean, they've got a contribution from a lot of young guys that I understand from, like, a national perspective or you guys in Chicago. You know, you guys maybe don't know the names of it, but, you know, George Karloftis, a kid that was drafted out of Purdue, I mean, he had five sacks the last seven games for the Chiefs, and he's really come on of late. They had multiple rookies get an interception against Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game, so I get why people have the feeling about Kansas City's roster the way that they do, but I think this roster is a little bit more complete than people have given credit. One stat that I've been really throwing out there is there's this conversation that Philadelphia's defense is so much better than Kansas City's, all right? Kansas City only allowed 25 more points this year than Philadelphia did. Like, if I'd asked you guys, you would have been like 60, 70, 25 more points. The Eagles got to play Daniel Jones three times this year. They got to play Cooper Rush earlier this year. They got Washington on the schedule a couple of times. I think Philadelphia's defense is very talented. I think it's very good. I think we have oversold how good it is based on the fact that they played 
what, two good quarterbacks all year, two top-end quarterbacks all year. I think their defense is coming in a little bit overvalued. I think that that's exactly right. They gave up 35 to the Lions. They gave up 33 to Aaron Rodgers. There was a shootout that they had in one of their two games against Dallas. Uh, I I agree with you. They have not been tested uh, like the Chiefs potentially are going to test them, which is why I really like the over in this game. Uh, We are talking a lot about, you know, uh, because as you mentioned, uh, the Bears are so far away from being in this game. You know, what can they learn or take from the Chiefs? What can they learn or take from the Eagles? Uh, Ian Cunningham from Philly is Ryan Poles is from Kansas City's number two. Both of them are in the Bears front office. I saw this stat from Albert Breer, Carrington. Uh, The Chiefs' Super Bowl champion roster had just 21 of the 53 spots filled by homegrown players, drafted or undrafted, which was a reflection of the aggression that Veach used when Mahomes was on the rookie contract. Three years later, that homegrown number ahead of this Super Bowl, 32 guys, meaning they went from 39% of their roster Hmm. being drafted when Mahomes was cheap to 60% of their roster being drafted when Mahomes is uh, expensive. What lessons are there uh, that you've seen up close in terms of roster building? Because the Bears obviously hope that they got the franchise quarterback. What lessons should Bears fans take from how you've seen the progression go? I actually think that you're using the wrong team as the analogy. I think the analogy is the Eagles. Like, if you want to look at, like, is Justin Fields more like Patrick Mahomes or more like Jalen Hurts? I think the answer is Jalen Hurts. Look at what Philadelphia has put around their quarterback. They've given them arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. They've given them a 1,000-yard running back in Miles Sanders. They went out and traded a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. They spent a high first-round pick on Devontae Smith. They were super aggressive at corner, so they got the opportunity to take the ball away. They could convince veterans to come join their team like Indomitian Sue. To me, that, that's the model that Chicago should be using is we can be the Eagles. Like, what are the Eagles doing that we can't do? What infrastructures they have in place? I'm looking at the weapons that they got – Uh, Justin Fields throwing to they got Byron Pringle like that was one of their big pass catching additions last year he was the Chiefs fifth wide receiver so this offseason you know what you should do spend some of those assets and go get DeAndre Hopkins go get a legitimate high-end wide receiver option yeah we got a lot of work to do and a lot of offseason to do it I um kind of want to send Danny back to you uh Carrington but I don't want him that's the, that's what I knew. That's what I knew. So I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother with that. We're just going to hang on to him here in the town. I don't I don't want to go back. <laughs> I didn't know you had a vote. I'm sorry. Yeah, My yeah, bad. Yeah. This, this job pays better. Uh, but Carrington, it's always a pleasure. I'll talk to you Sunday morning. And uh, thank you for the time. I appreciate you guys having me. And thanks a bunch. Thanks, right, Carrington. Man. Yeah, I've definitely put him on again on Sunday morning. I don't care. Not even to replay that. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. There'll be there'll be there'll be new stuff happening. Uh, of course th- there will. There's all there's all kinds of new stuff always here. Parkins playoff show uh Sunday morning from eight to ten AM. So I saw the Chiefs we'll do it live! Saw the Chiefs injury report came out and there's nobody on it. Nada. Is that healthy? Does that include Mr. Hartman? Or has he already been ruled out and that's why yeah, he's not think, on it? Right, yeah, and just, just not playing. Because I heard from somebody, I think it was Pat talking about it. Not Pat McGann, but yeah, so that Mr. Hardman is out. So he is. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's at home right now resting, tell you the truth. Thank you, Pat. That confirms that. Yeah, that confirms that. Uh, yeah, but so, you know, uh, Tony should Tony. play. Uh, Juju should be good to go. Uh, Sneed, the defensive back, should be good to go. I was reading Bill Barnwell, uh, his preview of the game, and there was some really good stuff in there. One of them was about how often the Chiefs use the jet sweep action, which, of course, fans saw the Bears start to use a lot. 
once things change, and they usually use Hardman for it, but they'll use Tony for it if he's healthy. So the fact that Tony's healthy means they don't have to use Sky Moore for it, who hasn't done it that much, but it's a big deal because sometimes they'll use it and they'll give him the ball and stuff, but they use it to find out if the defense is in man or zone. They yeah. use it all the time just to like get an indicator. Is somebody chasing him or not? Are they passing him off? How are people communicating that that's kind of a very easy way to check man or zone? They use motion a lot, do the Chiefs. I think good modern offenses do. Yeah, like the fifth <laughs> highest uh, uh, amount of using motion at the snap in the NFL is the Chiefs. So, yeah, they're, you know, and you see that stuff and you think it's to create confusion, but oftentimes with modern offense is to learn something about you. Yeah, it's to attain information, yep. pre, to, to give the quarterback as much pre-snap information as he possibly can because he knows the play. They don't, obviously. Yes. And then he can say, oh, this is where the soft spot will be if the defense tips its hand uh, in any direction. Yeah. So that, that, that was the big thing with uh, McCarthy in Green Bay. They were like last in the NFL in motion, in, in motion and pre-snap shifting. He wasn't bothering to learn anything. He wasn't adding that to the to the game at all. And then Lafleur brought that in, and it and it really really helped. Uh, Devontae Adams also helped. I I've wanted this stat I read on Monday from Albert Breer, and I mentioned it to Carrington there. I love it, but but I've ha- I've ha- I just I think it's something that Bears fans should just like keep it in the back of your mind. And you know, and I think Carrington understood my point, but. Maybe I didn't deliver it perfectly to him. Well, the reason that it fits is because we've talked in a narrative sense about this, about how these teams are built and how the Bears will have to think about building now and how that will change in the future. Right. So when the Chiefs beat the Niners for Mahomes' Super Bowl, for Andy Reid's Super Bowl, for their first, just 21 of its 53 spots were filled by homegrown players, whether they were drafted or undrafted. A reflection, this is Albert Pre writing, of the aggression with which mm. Veach, Borgonzi, Tillis, and Shea attacked the rookie contract window they were in with Mahomes. Those guys are the GM of the team, the assistant GM of the team, the scouting director, and then their cap guy. So like their version of Cliff Stein. But all of them had been established earlier in, in the article. Just three so so twenty one of fifty three on the Niners Super Bowl team. Or the Chiefs Super Bowl team against, against the Niners. Against the Niners, Sorry. yeah. Just three years later, this year, that homegrown number ahead of this Super Bowl, 32 guys. So from 21 to 32, meaning they've gone from 39.6% of their roster being developed in-house to 60.4% of their roster. It's crazy. Out of necessity because they're paying the quarterback so much. Exactly. And so that first window, they talked about how when they drafted Mahomes, they had a meeting to talk about how they were going to build the roster on his second contract. Because mm-hmm. they were so convinced that he was going to be great that they said, all right, we have to have two plans. We have to have the rookie window plan, and then we have to have the he gets paid plan. And we got to structure the team for both. What types of players can we draft yeah. in each window? And in the he's been paid plan, it talks about how they stopped drafting as much for ceiling. And it was more about the high floor. Of course. Character and high floor because they believed that Mahomes and Reed would elevate talent. Could could elevate talent. But earlier, they had more of an ability to draft for upside because they had more money to trade and for and sign uh-huh. uh 
proven veteran established players like Teron Matthew, like so, the Honey Badger. So right, and so they had Tyreek Hill, but they also signed Sammy Watkins. Yeah, and so so it's a it was a really good piece by, good. by Albert Breer. And so Carrington was like, you should be thinking about the Eagles because Fields is like Hurts, and they've got a depth of roster. And he's right. Fields is more like Hurts at this point than Mahomes. But my point was Ryan Poles was there when they were doing this. So it might be very instructive to how aggressive he's going to be in the next two years Mm -hmm. while Fields is still cheap. And then you hope Fields is great, is an elevator like Mahomes, and then hopefully he can pivot in terms of the team building. Uh, I like that a lot. So let's play that out. So the next two years, spend your money in free agency with some flexibility at the back end of the deals, but go ahead. Front front load your contracts. Absolutely. And and draft for ceiling a little bit here. You need stars. You bet you desperately need stars. Yeah. So that that should be the mindset, and that makes sense, and that's, I think, the default for what most fans think about. Like, go spend your money in free agency and draft somebody who could be great. I mean, so so that'll all make sense, but I, I love the idea of then drafting for floor once you know you've got your guy. And they might be there in some ways. So maybe the draft is a mix. Maybe they want to make sure that they draft character and draft for floor as well. This Chiefs team, in a playoff game, I forget if it was the Jaguars or the or the Bengals game, rostered nine rookies. Hmm. That is insane. Yeah, it is. Nine of their ten like, picks were, were rostered in a playoff game. So they just... They draft dudes with high floors, good character, have coached them up. They've gotten better over the course of the year. And we got Kelsey, we got Chris Jones, we got Frank Clark, we got Mahomes, we got Reed, we got these guys, we got the system, and hopefully it's going to work out. So it it was a hell of a piece by Albert Breer on team building on the rookie contract versus the the expensive contract, and it's worth it because you're happy to pay your quarterback if he's an elevator. Right, but then it changes what you need to do. Yeah, but you don't. You get scared about paying your quarterback if they don't make guys around him better. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Good quarterbacks that deserve to get paid, but not guys that make everybody around them better. Mm-hmm. Then it's real hard to build consistent winners once you pay those dudes $40 million plus uh, per season. Coming up next, one of the top reporters in sports linked one of linked a huge name to a Chicago sports team. This is uh this would be a huge legitimate Breaking news headline if it actually happens. It's next on The Score. Getting back to you and these damn Chicago Bulls. Yeah, let's get back to them. Arturis was on with Mully and Hall with Weederer in today. Uh, we got a great football guest, by the way, coming up. AQ Shipley at 525. But Arturis um, didn't really inspire a whole heck of a lot of confidence. Uh, it's a tough appearance. T- today. And... People talk, you know, there was a question about, you know, what could what could still happen and the whole thing. And uh, maybe there would still be some additions on the buyout to, market, on the buyout market, which basically is like, you know, players get waived. And what happens with your contract? And can you sign a guy for cheap if they if they become available, if uh, their current team pays them out and doesn't want them anymore? And uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, boy. He knows things. Russell Westbrook. He's polarizing. Woj is connecting some dots here. Well, Russell Westbrook in uh, Utah, uh, his agent, Jeff Schwartz, was expected to talk with the Jazz today about how they're going to proceed uh, uh, with Westbrook 
uh, on the Jazz. Certainly their timeline's very different in Utah. While they may be a playoff team this season, you know, very young roster. You know, they've kind of rebooted there and had a terrific season with the group they've had. So I think Westbrook may not fit into their plans for the rest of this season. But would it be uh, a contract buyout? Uh, would he just... Um, maybe not play for the Jazz this season, or is there some scenario where he could play, which I think is probably the least likely of them, uh, Westbrook and Jeff Schwartz, they're going to talk that through now with the Jazz. If he gets out into the buyout market, uh, listen, there is significant interest in Westbrook. I think one team that you've got to watch and I think will be a front runner, the Chicago Bulls, uh, Billy Donovan, their head mm. coach, certainly coached uh, Westbrook in Oklahoma City and go further down his bench, Mo Cheeks, Josh Longstaff. There's a staff uh, of former OKC assistants who all had good relationships and, uh, and worked well with Westbrook, with the Bulls, and certainly you could see how he fits uh, just bringing some energy and some fire uh, to that team's bench. No. Oh, I don't know if I'd say no right away. When you think about where you are and what the options are and what you are forced to try to do now that you as a front office have made the awkward decisions that they made at the deadline. Like, don't compare this to what they didn't do. Um, but look at well, that's going to be hard. I know. But, but, but look at it right now and what your options actually are. Once he's bought out, it's not like you're getting in bed for long term with well, Russell so, Westbrook. So, right. With anything like this, it depends what the contract is, right? right. So, so if the Jazz and him agree to a buyout and then he clears waivers – He's a free agent. Correct. You can just sign him. So if if you sign Russell Westbrook to like a twenty five game contract, uh-huh. then I don't really care. Well, you okay. know, like, you know, like 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 maybe sure. Um, he's another ball dominant player. He's a turnover prone player. Oh. Uh, you do need a point guard. Could you convince? Could you could, could Billy Donovan convince Russell Westbrook? This, you're getting to the absolute key of it. Could could Billy Donovan convince Russell Westbrook? You don't shoot here. <laughs> Your job is hey. Can you be so stubborn and crazy and possessive about like like just like being possessed about one thing? I want you to see if you can lead the league in assists while you're on the Bulls. Your job is to. Get the ball to Vooch in the right spot. Get Pat involved in the offense. Get DeMar the ball where he likes it. Get Zach the ball in the catch and shoot. You don't shoot the ball unless it is a layup or a dunk. You do not shoot the ball. Well, see, it's a fascinating thing because obviously this player has the skills to do almost whatever he wants on a basketball floor. I mean, he can't shoot long distance, but boy, he still thinks he can. I think he's been shooting, what, like four threes a game, and he's a 29% three-point shooter, something like that. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. But remember, this dude averaged a triple-double in four different seasons, four seasons of averaging a triple-double. He can pass. He can rebound. He's powerful. He can defend. He has often been a willing good defender. It's just that, as you say, he has been so stubborn – that he keeps taking threes when he's not a good shooter anymore. He keeps taking jumpers when he's not really a good shooter. He keeps trying to make highlight reel passes when he's not really a highlight reel pass guy. But there's so many skills there. If it is a special relationship, hell, Mo Cheeks it was one of the greatest, smoothest point guards I ever saw. But, but, but why, like, 
You don't think Zach Levine's a winning player, but you want Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook is uh, no, I, I I'm not sure that I want Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, like I, I don't want him long term. But yeah. but but here now where we are, I mean, you want Russell Westbrook or Reggie Jackson as your point guard while you make uh, a, a crazy charge for the possible six seed or the play in. I mean, that's what they're doing. I, I listen. I uh, so my resignation of what they're doing dictates that I see this and all the coaching connections that sure might as well. Yeah, it. I generally subscribe to the belief that there's no such thing as a bad one year contract. Twenty five so, game so contract. Twenty five game contract certainly isn't a bad thing. But I mean, look, it blocks Io. It it's another ball dominant player. Yeah. He doesn't really spread the floor. <laughs> no, he uh, doesn't. Uh, you know, it's it's another guy who has the ball and Patrick Williams doesn't have the ball. You know, so I just I see it makes it messier and uglier. Yeah, I it, it there's like a 10%, 20% chance somewhere in there where Russ just gets pissed cuz Russ at his peak at times has been one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA because he reminded me of Derrick Rose. Oh, I was because he you know what I mean? He he was a bulldog. He was insane. Oh, he was no. he was completely crazy. Absolutely. If we're talking about that, we're talking about that era where Russ was I think Cowley was the one who called him a Wolverine at the time. It was like, and or maybe it was Goff, but like comparing, like Russ was just a, this absolute beast who didn't get hurt and who just kept going. And we and were, when he got hurt, was fine. Right, yes, he was <laughs> fine. And meanwhile, in Chicago, everybody was trying to like, how can we make Derrick Rose more aggressive? How can we make him understand that he is the best offensive option and he's got to become that guy? And Russ was just like, I'm the man. Hello. Yeah. To a detriment because he eventually felt that way when his teammate was Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're so, not the man when your teammate is Kevin Durant. And so that's the thing. He's He doesn't have that. I know. He's crazy. He's crazy. And so like the the idea of getting people and not like in a Kyrie crazy, but like in a basketball crazy, like he, he really just, he might remember when Kobe in that series against Phoenix, just decided he got all pissed and he just decided to fire chess passes at a hundred miles an hour yeah. and he just refused to shoot like Russ, like legitimately like on a bet with one of his buddies might be like, I'm going to go try to have 25 rebounds tonight, you know, because he, because he could do it. Didn't mm-hmm. he have a 20, 20, 20 game after, after Nipsey uh, hustle got killed. I think he did. Like he, he just like decided before the game well, that, he, that, that he wanted to go do it and he did it. So like what he, so what you're talking about is like <laughs> if you can access that kind of pointed and specific stubbornness with him and say, go prove to everybody you can do whatever you want by being an assistant rebound machine and don't take a single three. Yeah. That that would just it would be so out of character, but like if somehow Billy had that secret sauce, but I don't think mm. Billy has that secret sauce because he was there when he had Kevin Durant and he wasn't deferring to him. You know what I mean? Like I, I do. He, he knows him, but I, I don't think you want to get into bed with Russell Westbrook, man. Let me offer you one other possible incentive for doing so, okay? Yeah. Be crazy and fun. Oh, well, listen. Chaos. Sports, sports anarchy and chaos. Dude. You're, you want to add a little more chaos, a little more weirdness, make these last 26, 27 games like uh, appointment TV and like what the hell's going to go on yeah. here in our gap before baseball begins? Come on. Sure. That would be entertaining as hell. Sure. If I need, if I, if I, if you, on the front end, 
I stopped caring about wins and losses, and I'm just here for the entertainment and the chaos. Yes. Yeah, I can be talked to. Well, well, then here's my point. Because of their inactivity and their seeming delusions here at the deadline, yeah. I think you do need to stop thinking about wins and losses. Hell, they have. Probably. They, they have. They're like, oh, you know, we see, we win one of these games, we could be 500. They'll probably Yay. sign into like a two-year $32 million deal or something. <laughs> they'll, probably, they'll, probably, they'll probably sign it for well, multiple years. We decided we wanted to uh, build around... 30-plus-year-old problematic yeah, We needed another guy in his mid-30s. We need another guy <laughs> in his uh, mid-30s, and uh, we'll see what can happen these 27 games. And uh, you, you need work. On I, that. That's not bad. It's not, it's not it's terrible. It's not a bad starter. It's not Come a bad, on, Shane, just not, off the cuff as a starter. It's not bad. Don't steal it from me. Let me work on it. I'll work on it, okay? Well, well, well listen. Listen. No, we have evidence here. It Shane needs a splash to of Dr. Charles Nichols from The Fugitive. A little splash <laughs> of that. And, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's too fast and it's too upbeat. It uh, needs to be more. Yeah. We decided that uh, Vooch is um, available. He plays. He plays. All right, I'll work on it. Hey, man, no accents. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> didn't, didn't we go over this already? It's not, it's, Shane, it's not racist to do a Lithuanian accent <laughs> when you're portraying a Lithuanian man. Okay. It's right. just not. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> now, when I order chorizo at a Mexican restaurant, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a real problem. We'll, we'll let you have that one. <laughs> you're, wor- you're working on it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this, Shane has challengers okay. a- out at the Super Bowl. Textures are enjoying my AK, by the yeah, way. Yeah, people are coming for your crown, Shane. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's next on the score. Rock the Tommy Bahama. Eat some cheeseburgers and be happy. Andy Reid. I was told he was asked three different cheeseburger questions in like a 20-minute span by different reporters. It's just his brand. And he just answers it glowingly each and every time. He's happy to talk cheeseburgers. He likes to stay uh, in his in his lane. Yeah. He's, uh, he knows what his brand is, and he's... Leaning into it now that he's got that State Farm money. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what it took. That's what it took. So now he gets the, only the best uh, on his cheeseburger. But people are coming for you, Shane. Like you have the Pat Mahomes impression crown on this show. Yeah, his dad signed off on it. Right, and that's full stop. So Seg- segments over. Gordon, break. All right, coming up next. <laughs> no, it, but uh, apparently the guy's got a pretty distinctive voice. It, it doesn't matter. I have his dad. I have Carrington. I have a former teammate all in my corner. Yeah, you do. Right. But this is the impression that is sweeping sports media all over the place. Well, I was listening to a segment of Angelo Cataldi's show the other day in Philly, getting ready for uh, the beatdown he was going to try and deliver to, uh, to our boy. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he promoted, we got a nine-year-old coming up who does a Pat Mahomes impression. So, like, people all over the country are doing Pat Mahomes impressions and Angelo Cataldi Was it good, the I nine-year-old? Didn't, I didn't listen to it. You didn't stay for the tease? No. It was, it, was it, that like, Krusty the cr- Clown or, or Angelo? It's Krusty as Angelo the Clown. Okay. Which yeah, I know you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, all right, so what? who... Travis Kelsey let's, gave advice. All right, so let's hear Travis Kelsey's advice on impersonating Pat Mahomes. You got to have it like right here, and it's not. Most people think it's right here. It's like in the pits. Like, oh, you got to love this. What eighty? Oh, interesting. Shane, it's too too deep. Too deep. Yeah, it's too deep. Pat's voice uh, is a little bit more higher higher register. All right. Well, here's Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid themselves weighing in on the subject. 
Andy Reid has the best impression of my voice. Um, he doesn't do it in front of a lot of people, thanks, thankfully, but Andy Reid for sure has the best impression of my voice. Yeah, you got to let the voice crack just a little bit, but he's got a one, you know, that's a unique voice he has. Very I know what the next question is. Am I going to do it? I'm not doing it. But, oh. you know, I, I appreciate you. Appreciate, I'm good, but not that good. Come on, Andy. What a ton of fun Andy Reid is. <laughs> what the hell? We just said you were leaning into the bit. We just said you were, you know, expanding your brand. It's a state farm money, and there he goes. No, not going to give it. I'm not your jukebox. I'm that a is, football coach. That is disappointing. Yeah, right? it is. Super disappointing. Did you learn anything there, Shane? I, I don't need to learn anything from <laughs> Travis Kelsey. He's not talking about it correctly. You got to have it like right here, and it's not. Most people think it's right here. It's like in the pits. You got to love this. What, Andy? Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, he is wrong. He's, he's, he's factually Just straight wrong. up wrong? Yeah. He's talking yeah. about the range, like, you know, the inflection and how deep and high. I mean, he, he's got the gravel. Yeah, but, but, he but he doesn't write to the bits, you know? Yeah. you make a joke. You make a joke about that, but that's the thing. Shane's content means that no one will ever touch him. Right. My improv ability with the Patrick Mahomes. Like, Frank Caliendo, that hack, he writes everything <laughs> out that he's going to do. Like, that's scripted. When I talk back and forth with my father, Patrick Mahomes Sr. How great is that? And, how great is that? Arugula. And, and arugula. Derek Johnson. How great just, is that lettuce? Caliendo's Jim Rome is the best. Arugula. We're just riffing here. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm riffing with these guys. He was impressed. Caliendo was impressed with your improv skills. Right. And I took his advice, and yeah. I, I put some more twang in it. Also, you established a couple of really good Mahomes hooks. The no-look pass. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I look left. I, I throw right. Yeah, so it, like I, it, it's 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 a little it's a little difficult out there at the at the game where you got coverage on all the sides. But I found a loophole. So what I'll do is I'll run in one direction and I'll throw it in the other one and I'll keep looking in the other direction. They right. got no idea. Yeah, see that that's a good hook. Um, ketchup and his love affair with ketchup is another tremendous hook. Love ketchup on my well-done steak. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Brittany, right. Brittany is a horrible cook anyway, so I know the steak's going to turn out well done. <laughs> Crapping on his family. Crapping on his entire I hate my brother. Jackson sucks, by the way. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. And then uh, the last one that we both really love is you're going to be without him in the game, but your good friend, Nicole Hardman, or excuse me, Mr. Hardman. And, yeah. and that all that all came to be because when I was launching this in- impression, I'd forgot uh, Nicole's name. <laughs> right, so it's Mr. Hardman. Yeah, so it's, it's Mr. Hardman. Oh, man. Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me. Feel, it makes you feel great. Uh, then uh, it, she's uh, she's gonna crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel. So I'm glad that she she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing. Around. Oh man. <laughs> you got you got me up here smiling and smirking. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta add the laugh. That's exactly right. I mean. She's right. She's right. This is a Rihanna concert accompanied by the Eagles and the Chiefs. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Who's that reporter who's just pranking Pat Mahomes? It's Brandon Marshall. It's not like Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was Brandon Marshall. So, Shane, how did you get to Arizona and get interviewed by Brandon Marshall? That was amazing. That was Pat Mahomes. Oh. I'm still here doing <laughs> <laughs> What a goofy, ridiculous human Pat Mahomes is. The top three rappers alive. Put this up.
Hmm. Uh, Coach. Do the fat boys count as one rapper? No, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> this is Andy Reid? Shoot, I don't know. I, I'm missing Master P. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you all the old ones, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Little Wayne, he just wasn't he just at our place? Who was just at our place? Yes, it was Little. Oh, it's uh, future. Nope. You got to give me an easier question than that, Doug. You're both wrong, and he blew it. An easy layup here for Andy Reid, your guy. Fat Joe just did the title. That's who it was. Fat, Fat Joe. Joe. Well, Tech Nine is is Kansas City yeah. royalty, so he could he could have pulled that one out. It was fun having having Fat Joe around. We were we were all just kind of hanging out and leaning back, <laughs> leaning back. Did he make you laugh? He, I, it, it's, it's something something. Pull up your pants. Lean back. <laughs> lean back. If, if for some reason, lean back. Lean back. <laughs> 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 I didn't see Andy Reid dropping the Fat Boys. <laughs> I, I, I see it, yeah, yeah, Fat Boys. Yeah, Master, P, Master P caught me by surprise. Yeah, no, man. The top three rappers alive. <laughs> Put this up. Well, Coach. do the Fat Boys count as one rapper? No, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's hot. Listen to that production right there, Tanny. Come on, that's state of the art. For 1986, state of the art. It's great. So they're all coming for the crown of Shane Reardon, and none of them are really approaching him, frankly. We got to get you in front of Pat and Kelsey. We will. Yeah, we will. Oh, we should have been in the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> could have that would have been a good Pat, Pat time. Pat may be back there. He may be back in the Super Bowl. That's all right. He's you know more than us. That's for sure. Huh. You know, it's all right. No, uh, no important Bears players <laughs> were there making the rounds. Sorry, guys. It's so weird that Odyssey flew Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs there, but they wouldn't fly us. That was surprising. <laughs> weird that they put that bill. That was quite a choice. <laughs> if you're not pumped for this game, Tanny's open today. Absolutely will do the trick. Next on the score. Give me some hot macaroni and cheese. Give me some We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.